And curtains up and welcome to the box office preview week three. Today is March 26. I am Greg Earhart, part of the Onstage Blog Network. Joining me today, he's known as the Ivan Drago of the main film critic community. He is the chief on-screen critic, Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for that intro, Greg. <laughs> Look, if it bombs, it bombs. You've known to saying that quite, quite a bit. So. <laughs> so this week we discuss Dumbo. That is, is opening on March Friday, March 29th. Before we get into Dumbo, we have to discuss. We're not going to do this every week. Recap last week's box office results. But given what happened with us, uh, we have we have to we have to recap it. So. Both Ken and I projected very poorly around a $45 million opening for, for mm. us. And you know, the range was somewhere between 40 and $50 million. And us just blew that out of the water. It had the third biggest R-rated horror opening ever at $70 million uh, awesome. for the weekend. Actually, 71.1 uh, to be exact. Yes, yes. So thank you, Ivan. Thank you. Yes. Um <laughs> The number one is it, which you know, which came out last year at 123 million, and the number two is Halloween at 76 million. Mm. Both of those movies were remakes, you know. So for us to get to 70 on an original concept with again mm. not really that many big stars in it, it was is really a testament to a the marketing, b Jordan Peele. And C get out, <laughs> considering yep. how much you know they, they like that. So, can any quick any quick additional thoughts uh, I, on, on the results? Uh, or you saw the movie, so I, get I saw quick... the movie. I loved it. Uh, I'm very happy that, like you said, a movie that's an original concept is doing so well. Uh, it's, it's too often we get just you know sequels and remakes and you know reimaginings and all this stuff and just recycled material so it's it's nice to get something it's refreshing to get something new at the uh at the top there yeah and, and, and uh, outperforming yes yes and it'll be a little interesting because get out you know had about a five multiplier um from its opening weekend it'll be interesting to see what kind of multiplier. I mean, for those who don't know multiplier is how um basically the final box office divided by the opening weekend box office so a big multiplier like five indicates you know word of mouth is really strong um it's obviously it's getting very good reviews um so i'm curious if if word of mouth really continues to spread because if even gets a three or four multiplier 70 times three is over 200 million and 70 times four is closer to 300 million 300 would just be a massive result for you know for a movie like this yeah, I, I mean, I wonder what kind of multiplier it will have given, you know, uh, the time of year it's come out in. And, you know, in a couple of weeks, we got some bigger movies coming out, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so very quickly, um, I'm also announcing a um, as I, as I noted before, uh, both Ken and I were way off in our predictions and Ken was technically closer. So he wins than you are. However, I'm announcing uh, a change to how we are scoring this. So. <laughs> In order for either of us to gain a victory, 
we must be within five million of what? The, the actual result. So I, I will grant you the week two win, but if we're playing with these rules, no one would get a win for week. It's it, Ken. It's disgraceful for us to be off by twenty by more than twenty it's, million dollars. That's that's fair. Honestly, I wanted to go higher than the fifty million that was being projected. I just I didn't have the uh, the courage of my convictions. Maybe should we do ten million? Maybe ten's a little. Maybe ten's eh, a little. Ten's probably better. All right, we'll start with 10. I can always change it, you know, as if I keep losing, I'll just keep changing until I'm, you know. <laughs> until you start winning? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you know that's how this game works? So uh, let's get to Dumbo. So again, for all new listeners, thank you for joining us. Each week we'll break down the movie that's coming out on Friday, mainly from a box office angle, but we'll talk about other things, um, other aspects of the movie, things we're looking forward to. So Dumbo, above all else, is um, another live-action adaptation of a Disney movie. And Dumbo is a little lesser known. Uh, Dumbo is basically a story of an elephant who can fly with a feather in its nose, basically. Um, and Dumbo's part of a circus, and away, and away you go. So Dumbo's a lesser known property. The original movie came out in 1941, um, and there was a, I believe, a three-season TV show version of it on the Disney Network huh. back in the 80s. That which, I did not know. <laughs> for those of you following me, uh, if you want to see a clip of this, uh, I will post this on my Twitter. Uh, I'll post a clip, a YouTube clip on it. You must watch this before going <laughs> to see the movie. It is hysterical. I'm not going to spoil anything else. It is it is something. And I will tell you, I watched it originally as a kid. I remember watching it. And um, let's just say it has not aged well, <laughs> to, put, to put it mildly. It's live action. It's a live action TV show. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, see, I, I didn't. Uh, I saw the 1941 animated movie, but I, I'm. I might have been like younger than five years old when I did, and yeah. literally the only thing I remember is is Dumbo's mom being taken away. Oh no! And that's that's the only thing that stuck. Clearly, it stuck with me for a reason. <laughs> well, well, the the old Disney movies just had no shame about you know scaring kids or you know creating trauma. You know, yeah. Pinocchio, right? Pinocchio, Snow White is very right. trauma filled. So. So Dumbo, uh, by my count, represents the seventh Disney live-action movie to come out, and really um, the sixth one in the modern era. I actually forgot about 101 animations that came out. That opened to 34 million, starring Glenn Close, of course. Uh, but the modern era really started with Maleficent. That opened at, at 69 million, followed by Alice in Wonderland, directed by Tim Burton, at 116 million. Followed by Jungle Book at 103 million, Cinderella at 68 million, and then uh, lastly Beauty and the Beast that opened at 175 million, setting the bar for all the future live action movies to come out. So the range we're dealing with is for live action is somewhere between basically 70, 70 million and now 175 million. Ken, just on first blush, before we get into official predictions, where do you see Dumbo kind of fitting in here from a box office perspective? I'm guessing it's going to be on the lower end, uh, maybe even below Maleficent. I think so, too. I mean, again, Dumbo is it's a really interesting property to remake, um, particularly because, I mean, for one, I think Dumbo's presence in Disney World is a ride. And that's basically it. And it's a ride that's been mm -hmm. around. 
probably since 1941 <laughs> when the original came, <laughs> when the original movie came out. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I would love to pull my kids' daycare on how many of them even heard of Dumbo before. You know, where this movie came out. Mm. So it's this is going to be an interesting little bet by Disney. Um, there's not going to be a lot of recognition. I wonder if a flying elephant is going to appeal to them, especially in an old timey fashion. Um, we'll see. So it represents an int- and this is a project that Tim Burton, the director, had circled for for many years. Uh, and Tim Burton's had an interesting path here. So as I mentioned before, in 2010, he directed Alice in Wonderland. You know, blew blew past expectations um, with the with the hundred and sixty million dollar opening, yeah, three thirty four total uh, at the box office. Right, right, and you know, visually dazzling movie, pretty eh, messy plot and execution. Uh, pretty, it deserved its about fifty percent, you know, Rotten Tomato score. Uh, he follows Alice in Wonderland with Dark Shadows, which is just Johnny Depp doing Johnny Depp things. Mm. Uh, Followed by Frank and Weenie, Big Eyes, and Miss Peregrine and uh, her House of Peculiar Children, wherever that movie's titles is. So, you know, pr- four fairly forgettable movies uh, in, you know, since Alice in Wonderland. And that brings us to Dumbo, which is, uh, by all accounts, he, he circled this movie for years and years. Um what, Ken, what's your take on Tim Burton uh, lately? And is he still a draw for you? Uh, what's I, what do you think of him as a director these days? Honestly, like he, <laughs> I'm probably in the minority, but he was never much of a draw for me, just on name only. Yeah, um, it, it it really depended for me on what kind of project he was doing. Uh, I, obviously, I love the Batman and Batman Returns movies, um, and I. Didn't see Ed Wood when it came out, but I saw it later and liked it. Um, you know, Sleepy Hollow, Planet of the Apes, nah. You know, whatever. Right. Big Fish, I'm a big fan of, but uh, you know, other than that, he really runs hot and cold for me. Yeah, when you kind of know what you're getting with a Tim Burton movie, which I yeah. think predictability is sort of a draw, but it's also. You know, you kind of like when you hear movies being directed by him, you kind of roll your eyes because you just kind of like, oh, well, yeah. And I think part of that for me, I roll my eyes, but I, that's probably 50% Tim Burton and 50% Johnny Depp. Right. Right. <laughs> because and, he's involved in so many of his movies. And Helena Bonham Carter, you know. Right. And all that. Let's take a quick commercial break to bring you a word from our sponsors. We are brought to you by Katie's Art Project. Katie's Art Project connects children facing life-threatening illnesses with emerging and established artists through collaborative programs to create lasting legacy through art. They connect children. Um, they, they vow to bring a sense of consistency to an otherwise scary time in the lives of children facing life-threatening illnesses and bring comfort to their families. Through the power of art, they capture the voices and dreams of these incredible kids and share it in beautiful and creative ways. You can get involved by contributing as a musician, or you can donate. They are a 5013C charity. I had the pleasure of meeting them at BroadwayCon this year. They are a fantastic organization. Go and visit www.katiesartproject.org. That's www.katiesartproject.org. We are also brought to you by the Onstage Blog Network. You want one place to go to hear podcasts about movies, TV, and theater? Come to the Onstage Blog Network. 
We've got uh, several podcasts going on. We have It's a Theater Thing. We have The Ripple Effect, which is coming yes. out an episode about The Matrix, uh, star hosted by Ken Jones and The Matrix. That's also me. Has, yeah. <laughs> and also has Chris Peterson and yours truly uh, contributing to that episode. We have Movie Court, which uh, will be back with its second episode soon. Uh, we also have Desperately Seeking Entertainment and the movie musical Shakedown. Come see On Stage Blog Network. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. Uh, come check us out and give us five stars, please. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Back to the podcast. All right, Ken. I have a new game for you. Oh, I'm boy. Failing I like games. And uh, I'm going to try and do every week. Um, this game is called See or Don't See. And what I'm going to do, Ken, is I'm going to read you 10 um, people, concepts, or directors, producers, that sort of thing, that I'm going to ask you, if the only thing you know about a movie is this person or concept, would that make you more inclined or less inclined or totally neutral to go see it? And you have to give me a score between negative three, which is you hate this person, you would avoid this movie at all costs, or... (laughs) Or positive three, which is you're running out to see this, you know, opening weekend. I like so this game. All ten concepts deal with the movie Dumbo, which is why we're which is why we're doing this. All right, Ken, are you ready? Yes, I think the first person is Michael Keaton. So the only thing you know is this movie's coming out and it stars Michael Keaton. Are you? Wait, give me your interest level: negative three to positive three. Oh man, I'm probably going to give that a plus one. Plus one. Yes. I agree. He's right there with me. I was pretty neutral on him for a while. And yeah, for a long time, really. He's Last made few some, years, though. Yep, he's made some good he's turns. Really, I particularly enjoyed him yeah. in Spider-Man. Uh, he gets a plus one for me as well. All right. Danny DeVito. Ooh. Probably a zero. He is a minus three for me. I cannot, wow. stand, I cannot stand Danny DeVito. He's a, if it was movie Danny DeVito, it's probably on the negative, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia brings it up to a zero. Well, this is a movie. We're talking about movies. I know, I know, but, you know, the, the total right. package, I think Danny DeVito, it's, it's, it's a neutral for me. Okay. Next, The Circus. The movie, all you know about the movie is that it's dealing with the circus. What's uh probably negative one it just doesn't do anything for me but i'm always willing to see something um and try new things when it comes to movies yeah i'm a minus two on that i'm just circuses just never did it for me not interested i don't think there's much of a story to tell uh and that's that depends on what kind of circus (laughs) right right next disney live action all you know is that the movie is a Disney live action. You don't know what it is or who's in it. Just that it's a Disney. It's a live action adaptation of a Disney movie. Honestly, I'm probably going to give it a two. Two, okay. Yeah, I, I, I I've enjoyed most of these that have come out. Uh, I was uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, flawed but still really good. Uh, <laughs> they could have cut half an hour out of that movie. Um, right. uh, Jungle Book was amazing. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And so, I'm a big fan of Cinderella. I am I'm a zero. 
I mm. would have been a two before Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast really turned me off. Um, it just to me, it just sounded like karaoke, like a bad karaoke version of, <laughs> of Beauty and the Beast. Um, it was. Uh, I, I'll have to say it for another podcast, perhaps. But I'm a but so I'm a zero. And when we get to Aladdin, we'll talk more about it because I am still excited to see Aladdin, uh, mm-hmm. despite some serious reservations I have about it. But uh, I, I so, wonder, just to take time out from the game, I wonder yes. if Dumbo is going to suffer from some of the same problems that Beauty and the Beast had in terms of uh, lengthening the runtime of the movie because mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast I, animated was not even an hour and a half I think and the movie was over two and a half hours long right right and Dumbo is do you know how long Dumbo is the ori- the original the original take a guess it was like an hour isn't it an hour and four minutes Oof. <laughs> and, and this live action one's going to be just uh, an hour and 52 I think well, don't worry. No. There, the the movie I think is adapting as uh, episodes four and five of season two of <laughs> Disney uh, Dumbo TV show. So outstanding. We're, we're good hands here. All right, moving moving right along. Um, Eva Green. Hmm. Zero. Ooh. I like her, but I I, I don't like seek her out in the movies. For whatever reason, yeah, I um, I'm a two. I'm a two for her. I'm a big okay. Eva Green fan. I think she's. I think she's a good actress. She's a really good actress. I think she has really good charisma. Um, I think she's made she and her agent have made some interesting, i.e., not choices I would have made for her movie career. Um, I also have a theory that actress's career goes downhill once they get naked in a movie. Um, well, she movie, started out getting naked. So, well, right. Well, and, and well, 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 okay. Well, I thought she got so the movie I remember getting naked in was the second 300 movie. Um, what was she, so I, I don't remember her before that. So, that's, well, she was in a she was in a uh NC 17 movie called The Dreamers by uh, a French or Italian director that was oh, I, oh, yeah. like a indie art house kind of oh, darling. Okay. Yeah, well, let's not count. I mean, that's what's... No, let's not go there. Yeah, let's I'm not. Just, yeah. just yeah. saying. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm. But again, I'm still a fan. Um. And I'm hoping she kind of gets uh, more involved. She's terrific in. Um, I'm Blake on the Showtime show where she's the uh, the hunter. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm blanking too. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Penny <laughs> dreadful. We're yeah, Penny dreadful. Yes. All right, moving right along. Um, Tim Burton. We kind of discussed him already. We can make this quick. Uh, uh, negative one. Me too. Negative one for me. Actually, you know, I'm going to go negative two. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, where are we? A few more. A flying elephant. All you know about the movie is that it stars a flying <laughs> elephant. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else other than Dumbo, so I'll just, uh, Negative one. Negative one. I'm also going negative one. Colin Farrell. All right. Now here we go. Uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell. I started off. I wasn't a huge fan of initially. I think he got pushed as, you know, a lead actor too much, and he's actually excelled in some smaller like supporting roles. Yes. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, 
I'm going to go with a three. Three. All yes. Right. Uh, in Bruges is one of my favorite movies. And he's amazing in that movie. So I, so I was a zero on him before I saw him in Fantastic Beasts. And I thought he was like by far the best part of Fantastic mm. Beasts. Um, he's also, I agree, he's growing. He's, he, I think he's really growing as an actor again. Yeah, he, he he's really grown in the last like decade. Plus. Yeah, and, and I was so bummed that you know he just turned out like when when Colin Farrell was revealed to be Johnny Depp, my eyes rolled. So oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Stop it! I don't want to see Johnny Depp. Who you know? I want to see more Colin Farrell. So yeah, I'm um I'm a two. Yeah, I'm a two on Colin Farrell right now. All right, two more. The 1940s. You, all you know about the movie is it's set in the 1940s. Where? <laughs> what's your interest? <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give that a one. I don't know. It's, a one, okay. Yeah, why not? You know, maybe it's a, a war movie, and you know, those are usually good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a minus two. Wow, <laughs> you hate the Greatest Generation. <laughs> Probably, admittedly, not our target audience. Yeah, I'm just, you know. Uh, you know, I, I just need to see a little bit more modern technology. That's all. That's that's just uh, in a movie. That's just kind of where I'm at most of the time. All right, last one. Alan Arkin. Ooh, is he in this movie? He is. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know. Are all right, I'll give, him, I'll give him a one. He one. usually does good stuff. I am. I kind of like him, but I. I'm a neutral. I, I'm, I'm neutral on him. Okay. So. All right. There we have it. Let's tally up the scores. So I'm glad the... somebody's been keeping track of these scores. Because <laughs> I don't remember what I picked. <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay. So, again, the max score is a 30, and the worst score is a minus 30. So, Ken, you are a 5, overall plus 5. So, it's slightly better than neutral. You know, so, you're okay. slightly interested in seeing Dumbo. And I am a minus five, so <laughs> so you are slightly disinterested. Yes, yeah, slightly dis- slightly disinterested. So, all right, so there we have it. There's our first uh, see don't see game. Let's do a quick review of the Rotten Tomato score right now. As of this moment, I'm gonna hit the refresh button. Get the latest score. We are sitting right at fifty percent uh, Rotten mm. Tomato score. So the reviews are, I think, pretty typical of a Tim Burton movie, right? the positive and negative, what we see. Um, let's see. It's uh, from Peter Travers from Rolling Stone. This live action reimagining of Disney's 1941 animated classic may be the sweetest film term Tim Burton has ever made. It is also the safest. Uh, that was a negative review. Uh, what was another one I found? Uh, Rachel Wagner from Rachel's Reviews. Definitely Tim Burton's best film since Big Fish. Not without its flaws, but overall a very sweet film. Hmm. And then lastly, Caroline Siete uh, from Consequence of Sound. This is Tim Burton's most open-hearted film since Big Fish. And that fundamental sweetness allows Dumbo to occasionally coalesce into something greater than the sum of its parts. So there you go. So a lot of sweetness like in this movie. A lot of, a lot of sweetness. <laughs> That's the buzzword. Yeah. All right. Time for predictions. All right. Uh, the range is 
somewhere between 45 and 60 million. Um, I will go first this week since you went first last week. I've gone low on the on Captain Marvel and us, and I've been wrong both times. I think I'm going low again <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna go 52 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go 46. 46 I think. Okay. Um, I think this doesn't have the kind of word of mouth that the other does, or the amount of uh, interest. That some of the other Disney live action movies have had yeah. in the past. And I think it's going to disappoint a little bit, especially given the, uh, despite the sweetness, some of the tepid reviews mm-hmm. uh, with it hovering around 50%. It'll be interesting what kind of kids' movie this turns out to be. I know my daughter's daycare is buzzing about this movie, which is something I did not expect. Hmm. Uh, I think they may have just heard it's a Disney movie and that's it. That's all they need to know. Maybe a flying elephant is what, um, maybe I should, maybe I should pull my daughter on the see, don't see, uh, <laughs> game and see what her <laughs> score is going to be. I'd be very curious to see what her answer is about the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a wrap. Do they, do they know negative? How old is your daughter? Five. Yeah. Do they know negative numbers yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they taught her that by uh, two years ago. They're they're big oh, okay. prepping kindergarten prep, you know, these days. But <laughs> so that does it for this week's version of the box office preview. Uh, join us next week when we have two movies coming out, two big ones: Shazam and Pet Cemetery. We're going to be breaking both down. Uh, and doing a game of C, don't see. We'll see if we do it for both. We might do both, but a short and maybe five per, mm. per movie. We'll see. Um, anything you want to plug, Ken? Uh, not really. <laughs> How about your us review? <laughs> yes, your no, I, I'm, I'm still working on my uh, review for us. Yeah. Um, again, we got the uh, third episode of The Ripple Effect coming out, which will be uh, about The Matrix. And so yes. check that out. It should be posting. It should be posted by the time this comes out, uh, and us should be up by then too. So uh, check that review out. And you can find Ken Jones on Twitter at Ken Jones eighty one. You can find me on Twitter at Greg E three three three. Again, uh, I will be posting a link to the Dumbo Disney TV show. It's a must see. Um, I also I had a column uh, that came out for yeah. on screen. It was called the twenty ninety five club. I introduced a new metric, a new club that basically it's a way to classify what movie is truly elite and which is not. Go check it out on onstageblog.com slash on screen. Thank you for joining us again next week. Shazam and Pet Cemetery. We'll see you then. Adios. Bye.